And away we go. Hey, hey, welcome to the Ritz Report. It is Tuesday, February 15th, 2022. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. What are we talking about today, folks? What are we talking about? We're talking about Justin Trudeau and his tyrannical streak up there in Canada. We're talking about New York City, because as New York City goes, often some of the uh, other parts of the country follow. We're talking about Ukraine. What's going on there? We're talking about vax mandates and COVID and everything else in this insane world that we are currently living in. But before we jump into all of that exciting news, you can send me notes of adoration and love or pure hatred. I like them both too. <laughs> Ritz at RitzReport.com. Ritz at RitzReport.com. Come on, man. Come on, man. Send me some messages. <laughs> Uh, you can check me out on the socials as well. I am on Twitter, Instagram, and Getter at Ritz Report. So, folks, let's start today with Justin Trudeau up there in Canada, and he's flexing his tyrannical muscle against his own people. He has decided that the truckers are not worthy for him to even go down and have a discussion with them or send someone from the government to actually engage to try to settle this mess. No, we're not going to do that. We are just going to invoke the Emergency Powers Act in Canada for the first time in history. This has never been done before. The first time in history, we are going to invoke this act for a bunch of people who park their trucks in Ottawa and shut down a bridge. Incredible. This guy is I tweeted about this a few weeks ago. I just said, man, I hope he's not creating a powder keg that he is unintentionally going to set off because he is turning up the heat on these truckers. And think about it. These truckers, they have nothing to lose at this point. They don't want, and I know people keep saying in the media that this is strictly about vaccine mandates. It's not. And I think we spoke about this on another podcast. Go look at the Barry Weiss Substack, And there's a piece on there that was written by somebody who actually went and did some reporting on the ground in the trucker protest, went and actually spoke to the truckers. That's what, that, that's what journalists used to do. Journalists now, it seems that they just look at Twitter and then they write a story. <laughs> but remember when journalism, like when people used to do journalisming, they would go to where the event happened. They would take a bunch of notes and some pictures and some video, and then they would come back, put it all together in a clip, and they would report to everybody else who wasn't there what actually happened. Well, that's so passe, right? Now, the people who go to J school are there because they want to be, they want to make a difference. I just want to make a difference. And all the people that are, you know, the, the Zoom employees, we should call them, because they're not actually out doing work. And I mean, truckers are dirty, right? Like they, they don't want to go down and talk to the truckers. What could they possibly have to say? They drive trucks for, for a living. What could they have to say? We just know that they're insurrectionists, they're white supremacists, they're racists, according to Trudeau. And he is going to invoke this act. In fact, let's uh, listen to little Justin Trudeau uh, speak about invoking the act and listen to his lies because there are plenty of them. We're in our capital city. Families, small businesses have been enduring illegal obstruction of their neighborhoods, occupying streets, harassing people, breaking the law. This is not a peaceful protest. Okay, pause right there. 
this is not a peaceful protest. I think anybody who is paying even scant attention, whether it be mainstream media or any other media outlet, alternative media, and if you're interested in alternative media and you haven't checked out Rebel News, I suggest you do. They actually have people on the ground. So for him to say that this is not a peaceful protest is just a, a straight up lie. Just a straight up lie. He knows that it's a lie. The thing about it is he has some, some percentage of his constituents in Canada who believe that this protest is violent in some way or that they are you know, some sort of terrorists. Let's uh, continue with the Trudeau clip. At the borders in different parts of the country, the blockades are harming our economy and endangering public safety. Critical supply chains have been disrupted. This is hurting workers who rely on these jobs to feed their families. And what about the workers, Trudeau, who didn't want to get a shot? What about the workers who didn't want to get a shot, who had to get one for their job? And a lot of these truckers now, listen, 90% of the truckers are vaccinated, right? That's what people are estimating. We shouldn't say vaccinated. 90% have the shot because it's not a vaccine. Not a vaccine. And we'll talk more about that. But So 90% of them have it, but they don't want to have to show. And this is why Trudeau can't let this go. These truckers do not want to have to show a passport when they cross the borders. That's why you see the premiers of the different provinces in Canada dropping the vaccine mandates within their province. And Trudeau hasn't really talked about this, hasn't mentioned it, hasn't come out and said they shouldn't be doing that because what he wants is the vaccine passport at the border coming into the United States. And by the way, Biden has it in place as well. So these vaccine passports, these have to go. We can't have these folks. We cannot have vaccine passports. And I know they're going to paint it as it's all for your safety and we're just trying to keep everybody safe as we come back from COVID. No, 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 no. The vaccine passport is a bullet train to tyranny. We do not want them. We cannot accept them. Let's finish the clip. Despite their best efforts, it is now clear that there are serious challenges to law enforcement's ability to effectively enforce the law. Maybe that's because law enforcement, a large portion of them side with the truckers. They want to get back to normal. And think about that. That's how we got here, folks, right? That's how we got here. All the truckers want is to go back to normal. And this is where Trudeau, working with Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum, where you, if you go look for the video of Schwab saying, we're never going back to normal. I know that some people desire that we do, but that's fiction. Because Klaus Schwab has bigger plans for the planet, bigger plans for everybody on the planet. So we can't just go back to the way things were. And the first step to getting to that next place is a vaccine passport or the Common Pass. Check it out, commonpass.org. So that's why Trudeau cannot let go of this. But he is getting some pushback. Uh, from the paper today, I think this was in the New York Post, the Canadian Civil Liberties Association had, has argued that the protests, which have snarled traffic in cities and at the border, do not meet the standard to have invoked the Emergencies Act. 
quote, the Emergencies Act can only be invoked when a situation seriously threatens the ability of the government of Canada to preserve the sovereignty, security, and territorial integrity of Canada, and when the situation cannot be effectively dealt with under any other law of Canada. Governments regularly deal with difficult situations and do so using powers granted to them by democratically elected representatives. Emergency legislation should not be normalized. It threatens our democracies and our civil liberties. Trudeau on Monday invoked Canada's emergency acts, which give the federal government broad-based powers to restore order. It threatened to tow away vehicles and keep essential services running. Freeze truckers' personals and corporate bank accounts take further actions to strike at their livelihoods and the source of their financial support. Then, Deputy Prime Minister Krista Freeland told the Freedom Convoy members, Consider yourselves warned. Consider yourselves warned. That sounds like a, like a, uh, like a threat. That sounds like a threat to me. Certainly not just opening up dialogue between the truckers and the government, which might be helpful, right? I mean, the, the truckers have an attorney who's representing them. So it might be good for somebody from the government to come and speak to this attorney. One would think, right? Uh, the deputy prime minister continued, if your truck is used in these blockades, your corporate accounts will be frozen. The insurance on your vehicle will be suspended. Send your rigs home, she said. She sounds like a real gem, doesn't she? Lori Williams, a political professor at Mount Royal University in Calgary, told Reuters that there's a danger that this could create more problems. Yes, wouldn't you think? Right? Just like, just like what's going on over in the Ukraine, which we'll get to, when you, start, when you start forcing people's hands to do things, bad things can happen, especially when you put two opposing forces very close to one another. Even if it's just a mistake, very, very bad things can occur. Very bad things. But Trudeau backed into a corner. He's like, now he is like a cornered animal. And taking his instructions from the uh, World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab, who is like his mentor, he doesn't have an option here. He's backed into the corner. Backed into the corner. The, uh, the woman, Lori Williams, continued, that's why there has to be done with cooperation of the premiers. And if the premiers do not want the help, then the federal government needs to back off. It has to be very targeted, very strategic, and very restrained because these are enormous powers that are being implemented, she said. And that's the thing, right? So they're, they're, they're implementing these enormous powers against truckers who have parked their trucks in Ottawa and who shut down a bridge for a couple of days. The reason they're doing these things is because their government is ignoring them. The reason they're doing these things is because the, the common man in Canada, and if you read the Barry Rice piece, it gets into this, a common man in Canada feels ignored by the elites that are running the government. And they're right, they are being ignored. They're complaining about the fact that they are, uh, there are many, many opioid deaths that the government is uh, doing nothing about, which is the same issue we have here in the United States, right? We've thrown the entire southern border wide open, thrown it open. If the fentanyl is flowing freely into the country. And what are the elites doing about it? Nothing. Nothing. They're, they are more concerned with the eastern border of Ukraine than they are with our own southern border. 
which makes you really has to make you stop and pause and wonder like, what the hell are we doing? What the hell are we doing? Uh, some of the premiers around Canada agree with this and some of them don't. Most of them do not agree with it, which is actually a good sign. But again, within the, within the provinces in Canada, if these premiers get rid of the vaccine mandate, Trudeau doesn't complain about it because he knows the one he needs is at the border. Um, Deputy Prime Minister and Minister of Finance Freeland also announced new monetary rules on terrorist financing, also known as crowdfunding. So now they're going after the money. Now they're going after, so GoFundMe and GiveSendGo are now being considered terrorists, terrorist organizations. According to the Trudeau administration, terrorist financing now includes crowdfunding. And assuming that this continues, it'll, it'll include any kind of funding that the government just doesn't like. Right, so let's, let's listen to... Uh, the Minister of Finance announced this to the uh, people of, of Canada. And folks, this is directly in line with what we were saying about the vaccine passports. If they can get us onto a vaccine passport, like the common pass, and they can get us into some kind of a centralized bank digital currency that they control, we're done. We're done. Like we had talked about this they will be able to control every single aspect of your life, how far you travel, where you go, when you can go, what you can buy. Oh, you bought too much steak this month. We don't want you eating any more steak this month because global warming. Oh, it looks like you want to take a trip to, uh, to Florida from wherever you are. You know what? It looks like you already used your allotment of, of uh, cash, digital currency for gas this month. Sorry, you, you can't go because, you know, global warming. So folks, if you start, if you start to un, if you start to peel away the layers of this onion, it gets really, really ugly, really, really fast. But let's listen to her talk about the money. First, we are broadening the scope of Canada's anti-money laundering and terrorist financing rules so that they cover crowdfunding platforms and the payment service providers they use. These changes cover all forms of transactions, including digital assets, such as cryptocurrencies. The illegal blockades have highlighted the fact that crowdfunding platforms and some of the payment service providers they use are not fully captured under the Proceeds of Crime and Terrorist Financing Act. It's chilling absolutely chilling that just because they cannot get control of what is going on with this trucker convoy and the trucker convoy is literally like winning with love they haven't done anything violent when the people when the government of ottawa said they weren't going to clean up the snow the truckers cleaned up the snow so they have been backed into a corner and now they are choosing to do illegal things. I mean, they had, think about when they had the police go and just take the gas, the, the diesel fuel from these truckers. I mean, they're just stealing it. They're just stealing it. So that's illegal. And now we're just going to create new laws to make crowd, crowdfunding and, uh, and uh, digital currency just part of the terrorists. So if, I mean, th think about that. Think about the, the level of insanity and what must be going through your head to think 
you know what? We'll just classify all this as terrorism. That's straight up authoritarianism, straight up authoritarianism. And it's, it's in our face, in our face. It's been coming for a long time, but it has arrived. It is here. Okay, let's move on to New York. Let's talk about New York real quick. So vaccine mandates, right? Got the stuff going on up in Canada. You got vaccine mandates still everywhere. It's sort of amazing to me that even with some of the mandates falling away in different states that there are still people being fired over these vaccines. We now see the data in terms of how many people are dying, how many people are getting injured. And I know that the media doesn't like to report on this, but I mean, there's... VAERS today is up to 23,615 confirmed deaths from the COVID vaccine. 23,615. We had that piece last week, I believe, where you had the embalmer who is saying that 65% of his patients, he is seeing these blood clots in them. That's, that's killed them. Never seen them before. And they just started to pop up around the time that the vaccine rolled out. Just a coincidence, I'm sure. We have teenagers dropping dead on basketball courts, just, just dropping dead. We have soccer players over in Europe just dropping dead on the field. We have all of these signals, and nobody seems to pay attention to any of them. And in New York, Mayor Eric Adams, this guy has been, he's six weeks in, and I'm calling it right now. He is going to go down as one of the worst mayors in the history of New York. This guy is. All style, no substance. All he does is post things, and I'm sure he doesn't do the posting, but you can see what he's up to based on what is posted, posted to his Instagram account. He's, this guy's a joke. He's a joke. I mean, he's, he's on there talking about how to get New York City to, to go vegetarian. Like, dude, there are people dying. A woman just last night, uh, two nights ago, coming home in Chinatown. Some dude follows her into her apartment and kills her. Right? Just another, just another statistic for Eric Adams to try to hide under the carpet. But anyway, he uh, decided to fire more than 1,400 government workers who refused to get vaccinated on Monday, including 36 NYPD personnel, 25 fire department workers, and 914 Department of Education staffers. Right? Lovely. Come on, man. Come on, man. Why you got to fire those people? At one point last week, officials estimated that 4,000 employees were on the chopping block. But some of them, I guess, got the shot or presented their vaccine card. So Adams is quoted as saying, quote, city workers served on the front lines during the pandemic. And by getting vaccinated, they are once again showing how they're willing to do the right thing to protect themselves and all New Yorkers, the mayor said in a statement. So either he's a moron or he's lying, right? Because we know, we, we now know the data is clear. It's clear getting vaccinated does not prevent the spread and it does not prevent you from getting infected. In fact, <laughs> Eric, getting that booster actually may give you negative efficacy so you are more likely to become infected. And can we just, it's, it's almost too scary to think about, but can you imagine if we actually ended up in a situation with ADE where we began to see it over in, in Israel and they were having massive numbers of death 
as a result of infection because of ADE? Could you imagine the, the horror show that would sweep across the planet if that actually occurred? It gives me chills to think about it. Gives me chills to think about it. But the hubris and the arrogance of these people thinking that they know the answers and that they're still forcing people to get a shot that is not safe and effective, which is all we ever hear. It's not safe and effective. I heard Steve Kirsch talking about it yesterday, saying essentially whatever the CDC recommends, pretty much if you do the exact opposite, you're better off. It's a scary place that we've come to with these, with these agencies in our country, the, the public health agencies. I mean, nobody had ever really even thought about these agencies before. I know I hadn't. I mean, I'm sure that during the AIDS crisis, the people who were directly impacted by that, and they were dealing with Fauci at the time, thought to themselves that these public health authorities are a disaster. But the, this, this is a disaster. I mean, these organizations never are never going to get their credibility back. Certainly not in our generation. Never. The, the damage that Fauci and Walensky and all of these people have done to these organizations, is, it, is, it is beyond calculation, at least in my estimation. I mean, you still see some fools on, on Twitter that believe everything that they hear out of these organizations. I, there was a very upsetting Twitter post that I saw yesterday or the day before, day before. A woman, and, and why you would post this to Twitter is, it speaks volumes to what has happened to our society and how we have degraded to such a place where I have a sick daughter because of the vaccines. She has very, very bad reactions to them, but she keeps taking them. This is what the woman writes. She keeps taking them because, because she knows that they're, they're protective for her and protective for everybody else. This is in insanity. I mean, A, the woman is completely wrong. But the fact that you're sitting there holding your sick daughter and you feel the need to take a selfie and post it on Twitter speaks to the kind of person that you are. I mean, that's just straight out twisted. Next time your kid is sick and has the flu or has something, you know, maybe he gets into a car accident has broken legs in the hospital, make sure you break out the phone, take a selfie, and post it to Twitter. I mean, sick. These people are sick. So anyway, uh, back to Adams. He continued, our goal was always to vaccinate, not terminate, really. And city workers stepped up and met the goal that we placed before them. Out of all the new city employees who received notices two weeks ago, only two of them are no longer employed by the city. I'm grateful, and this is, this, is, this is Adams and his just style over substance. I'm grateful to all of the city workers who continue to serve New York to get stuff done for the greatest city in the world. Just get stuff done. That, that's, his, uh, that's his slogan. He, he wears a mask, and on the mask it says, get stuff done. Meanwhile, he's not getting anything done. Nothing. What has he gotten done? What has he gotten done? He's, he's six weeks in. You would think at this point, he would at least be making a lot of noise about things that he wanted to do and would be pushing to do those things rather than talking about vegetarian chili and, and uh, salting the steps of his brownstone in Brooklyn. 
but does does uh does Eric Adams does he not know like say Doctor Roger Hodgkinson? Because this doctor would uh, disagree with Eric, I think. The science is settled. There's an overwhelming consensus that nothing worked. Nothing could work, nothing did work, and nothing will work. That includes the vaccinations, which are not just unnecessary, experimental, untested, and are actually killing people. I want to take this moment to point a finger directly at the principal cause of why we're all here today. And it's not the government. No, it's us physicians who have been intimidated by our colleges, both provincially and internationally. If physicians had not been intimidated by the very body that's supposed to protect you from me, if they've been allowed to speak their mind without the threat of losing their income and their positions, then an individual patient, such as you and me in a closed examining room, would have been told the truth. The truth. They have been denied that ability to do that. We have had that for centuries. The two principal medical ethics have been trampled on by this government. First do no harm and informed consent. First do no harm has been trampled on. The mandates have killed, as we've heard, more people, many more people than, than they've saved. But informed consent, I would put it to you, how can you give informed consent if you are not informed mm -hmm. and you have been denied information intentionally right. by the colleges that are supposed to protect you? Yes. So I say this, putting a point on it, the colleges of physicians and surgeons across this country and internationally are co-conspirators with government in state-sanctioned <coughs> murder. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And we wonder why. Well, we don't wonder. We know why. There should be. There should be an international criminal court at The Hague that investigates this entire thing. Because as that doctor, Dr. Roger Hodgkinson, just said, the doctors are in bed with the government and it is state-sanctioned murder. State-sanctioned murder. That's where we are. And these people, somebody needs or a lot of somebodies need to be held accountable for what has happened over the last two years. When I think about people just thinking who have been involved in this whole thing, thinking that they're just going to walk away, <laughs> that they're just going to walk away, that, that, that uh, Fauci is just going to walk away. Come on, man. Oh, I'm just going to walk away, Alex. I'm just walking away. You know, I did the public health measures. I was there in the beginning, best friends with the Cuomo brothers, but, you know, now that I have my book deal in place and I'm 81 years old, I think it might be time for me to exit stage left. No, no. If you exit stage left, the only place I want you to exit to is a courtroom where you are on trial for crimes against humanity for what you've done. That's what needs to happen. And, folks... Before we get out of here for today, let's do the woke word of the day. Oh, hi. Uh, I'm Chad. I'm back from my woke word training <laughs> here to share more woke words with you. And today's woke word is uh, male tears. Male tears is our woke phrase of the day. And it's defined as when you punch a stupid white male in the face.
and he cries due to his white male fragility. <laughs> ah, male tears. All of these uh, woke words of the day, by the way, are brought to you by the Babylon Bee's Guide to Wokeness. They are not a sponsor of the show, uh, but the book is very funny. So if you want to uh, have a laugh, I recommend picking up a, a copy of the book. Okay, and the last part of the show how can we how can we happily go off and and enjoy the rest of our day without hearing from Joe Biden aka plugs aka bite me aka the dumbest man ever to serve in the Senate hero of the stupid oh yeah here we go covid has taken this year just since the outbreak has taken more than 100 years look here's the lives <laughs> It's just, it's, I mean, think about it. Come on. Yeah, think man. about it. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. Come on, man. Come on, man. But uh, um, I might point out, you're, uh, when I went to Dearborn driving that, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> was up there. Come on, I don't know, man. man. It, it uh, I think the press thought I was crazy. I enjoyed it so much. man you are one pathetic loser Uh, there he is folks there he is president of the states he's the man in charge don't worry he's the man in charge oh actually i didn't get to uh the ukraine Let, let me talk about the ukraine real quick before we get out of here so i have a theory that this entire ukraine thing is bs (laughs) <laughs> that it is a total sideshow, that uh, there is no real risk of an invasion from Russia into the Ukraine, and that Biden is trying to play this. He's looking at his domestic poll numbers, and he's trying to play this in such a way where he comes out as the hero. So what if, and let's just spitball and speculate here, what if Joe Biden, which, I mean, one of the things that is a problem for Joe Biden is, and it's a problem for us as well, because he's in charge, is whenever, whatever room he's in, he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room, right? He has such a delusional view of his level of intelligence that he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room when oftentimes, I would say probably more than 99 times out of 100, 99.5 times out of 100, he's the dumbest guy in the room, the dumbest just as Secretary Gates said in the book that he wrote after he served as the uh, Secretary of Defense, Joe Biden has been wrong on every single foreign policy choice that he's ever discussed or made a decision on in 40 years. The guy has never been right. So what if he calls up Vlad and says, Vlad, Joey here, Joey B from Scranton. Vlad, how about we make a deal? How about you sable, saber rattle like crazy, put all your put all your tanks and people on the border of Ukraine and we'll make it look like an invasion is imminent. And just when you're about to invade, we're, we're going to call it off and I am going to be the hero to the American people because my poll numbers are so bad and my party is in such a bad place for the midterms that I need a, a distraction from all of the other authoritarian nonsense that's going around the world where we literally are trying to take away people's personal rights and liberties. And we want to, we want to distract them from that, but I'll look like a hero. We'll give you the assurances you want that Ukraine won't become part of NATO and we won't be expanding uh, the NATO alliance 
westward, or I'm sorry, eastward toward Russia. And I will leave you alone with Nord Stream 2. And who knows, maybe they'll give them like, you know, pallets of cash like Obama gave to the, to the Iranians. What do you think? I think it's potentially, because one of the things, right? And, and the, the point of this that I think makes it plausible is the fact that Joe Biden is such a mental mediocrity, just such a low IQ, dim bulb, that I wouldn't put it past him, that he could think, that he could wag the dog in this manner and get away with it. But anyway, that's my theory. Thanks for joining me today on The Ritz Report, February 15th, 2022. Uh, it's been great being with you here today. I will be back on Thursday. Please, 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 pretty please, hit that little share button on your phone and share this podcast with a friend. Any friend who's informed, uninformed, whatever, it identifies as a dog, a tree, <laughs> whatever it might be. And please, if you would, give me a rating on one of the stores, five stars, four stars. If you think it's crap, one star, never listen again. But thanks for joining me on this episode, and I will see you on Thursday. Let's go, Brandon. Brandon.